Hey everybody, uh, it's Andrew. We're back. Sorry, we were gone for about a month. Um, it's a thing with us. We pop up in your feed and then we run away. But we're back and we're going to try to get back to a regular schedule. We appreciate you sticking with us and we appreciate Audible.com for sponsoring us. See what I did there? Mm -hmm. um, AudibleTrial.com slash net. You can get a free audiobook, a free 30-day trial of Audible. They have over 200,000 audiobooks to choose from. That's a lot. Um, I'm actually currently listening to Cosmos, uh, read by LeVar Burton. The book's by Carl Sagan. There's a foreword by Neil deGrasse Tyson and a little uh, prologue introduction by uh, his wife, whose name is escaping me right at the moment. I apologies to uh, Anne. I know it was her first name. But uh, Cosmos is fantastic. I love it. AudibleTrial.com slash theater and that. Free 30-day trial of Audible and a free audiobook. Hey, everybody. It's Andrew. I'm here with uh, Roberta, as always. Say hello to the people, Roberta. Hello, people. We're back. Uh, some shit went down. Everything's good. I'm okay. Roberta's okay. But we're back. Um, and we have a stuffed show, so let's just get in. We're not going to do anything funny for the cold open. Uh, Steve, start the music. <clears throat> Gotta throw up the salute to the number one city. It's the 412. I call the Pittsburgh. Andrew is here to tell you a word or two. His middle name is Peter. He brought Roberta home to talk about some theater. Steel City acting so hot, I might break the heater. Even the greater can hang. People can rap a lot on the track. And as a matter of fact, so can Roberta and Andrew. In this city, there is nothing that you can't do. So you might as well sit back. Open up your ears so you can hear good crap. And relax, because it's the podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to Theater and That. I am Andrew Wolf. As always, is with me is the lovely Roberta Hahn. Say hello to the people. Well, hello everybody. I've missed you. We, I have missed you too, people. Um, before, excuse me, Roberta fed me pizza, so now I'm all burpy. Um, before we get into our Tony Award show today, because the Tonys yes. are in five, six hours? Yep. Six and a half? I can't do math. Um... Real quick, I think um, if you follow us on Twitter or Facebook, um, voting is still open for us to get onto the shortlist for the Theater and Technology Awards. That is so awesome. I'm I so know. glad you caught up with that. And I did put out a little plug on my Facebook. And, I, I did as well. And actually people uh, were like really positive to me yeah. about it. So I'm, I'm, I'm tickled and... We, uh, you know, very much so. We just, you know, that any that that somebody listened and saw it and it was, got put on a list. I mean, it's pretty, actually, pretty awesome. Um, but it's it's kind of, it in a way, it's kind of like it should be because we talk about theater around Pittsburgh. Yep. I know that we, you know, pan out sometimes a little bit with with like today because of the Tonys, and we did our. Um, Oscars. We did. We did Oscars at one point, didn't we? No. Oh, that. Oh no, it was the brackets for yeah. like, best plays, and and things like that. You know, but but we are dedicated to what's going around in in Pittsburgh, which is always. I think it's kind of under, not underappreciated, but maybe it just doesn't come to the fore. So we're happy to be able to do a little bit of that and bring some things out to our listeners about what's going on in the Berg and some of the fine work that's going on. So, uh, but as always, you know, our 
base is in Broadway. Our our base is in good shows and good work and and the art of theater that actually you know has the ability to educate and transport and and um, you know affect how people think. So. We'll go back to the the mainstay for today, but yeah. but we are really about pushing and uh, promoting what's going on in Pittsburgh. So, you know, start looking at the uh, Facebook posts uh, for. We just hit a hundred likes on the Facebook page. We did. Yeah. Awesome. I know. Awesome. And you know, just uh, start looking at what's going on hometown people because there's a lot of great stuff coming up through the summer. We've got some fabulous. Uh, uh, lineups of uh, seasons with uh, you know local theater groups so let's do that but right now we're going back to the basics and and kind of celebrating uh, the Broadway the Tony's. Yeah, Broadway mm-hmm. um, and celebrate and watching Kevin Spacey yes I'll be doing that tonight yes. uh, I'll be live <laughs> tweeting on the uh, theater net Twitter will you be live tweeting on your uh, Twitter yeah if I can figure out how to do it you know I'm a little bit Twitter challenged. <laughs> Uh, is that why you haven't posted in a while? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They made have... some changes from like when I used to be on it a lot and and just it's probably very minor changes but I just haven't co- been able to concentrate. Well, know? I'll have to like teach you before please, I go. Please, please. Okay, let should okay. we just jump in? Let's just go. Um, you know what? We're going to go from the bottom of the list that Roberta graciously printed out oh, and okay. um Excuse me, we're just going to go. So, we're going to start with best orchestrations. Uh, the nominees are Bill Elliott and Greg Anthony Rassen for Bandstand, Larry Hockman for Hello Dolly, uh, Alex Lackey Lackamore uh, for Dear Evan Hansen, and Dave Malloy for Natasha Pierre and The Great Comet of 1812, which will hereby know, be known as The Great Comet because I'm not saying that yeah. not, uh, 12 or 16 or 9 times over time since they were nominated. Um, it's like every category. Um, but listening to the ca- and. Uh, full disclosure, I have not seen any of these shows. I don't believe Roberta has either. Some of them I, uh, on the plays I have. Okay. So Roberta has seen some of the plays. I haven't seen anything. All my knowledge will be from clips I've seen um, or the cast recordings mm-hmm. for the musicals, which I've heard. Um, and you will hear as well, because once we get to the best musicals, I'm going to try something new and put song clips in. Woo-hoo! So hopefully I don't get sued. Yay, um, technology. I know. Personally, I think this is going to go to Larry Hockman for Hello, Dolly. Um, I think the um, new orchestrations for the revival are fantastic, and they really support um, Bette Midler and David I. Pierce's voice, and there's a lot of lovely, interesting new things in there. Have you heard anything at all? Yes, I have, and I uh, I kind of agree with you. Uh, I think that there's... Um and and nobody you know set me on fire for this, but Bet has some limitations vocally right now, and I think that what they've done with the orchestrations, whether it was intentional or whether she just worked with what you know what was given to her on the orchestrations, it's made um, some of her limitations less and let you know certainly less noticeable, and it's been um, a real a real support for her. So I'm I'm. Happy about those. Uh, do you have anything else to say about it before I, you know, give my opinion? No, go ahead. <laughs> I think it's going to go to Great Comet. Uh, there are some very new things with that that are, from what I understand and from the clips that I've seen and talking to some people that, that I respect a lot that have seen it, 
um, there's some innovation uh, that kind of is the it's production wide. It's set. It's you know staging. It's a lot of stuff, but it has the the orchestration. It's it's to me. I think of it as as like a a score under a movie mm-hmm. that it should enhance. That it should you know it should bring out certain certain instances maybe in the show carrying the show along or whatever. And I think that the orchestration and the arrangements. Um, are fabulous for the way that the show is presented, which is there's a great deal of unique quality to it. Yeah, and it is a very unique show. Um, we'll be definitely getting into that uh, with choreography and direction. Okay. But um, should we just make our... So you're going to do I, Great I Comet, and I'm going to pick uh, Hello, Dolly. Okay. We're, I'm going to borrow your pen here, and we're going to... Roberta and I are having a little... Uh, we have to figure out who wins. Yeah. Like, what do we win? So. I don't know. You can, you can host the podcast about me for... I think it will involve Panera is really what yeah, I Yeah, probably. <laughs> One day I'll buy you lunch or you buy me lunch. Okay. Okay. Uh, next we have Best Choreography. Andy Blankenbuehler for Bandstand. Uh, Peter Darling and Ellen Kane for Groundhog Day the Musical. Uh, Kelly Devine for Come From Away. Dennis Jones for Holiday Inn, the new Irving Berlin musical. And Sam Pinkleton for The Great Comet. Um, ba- again, based on the clips I've seen, I think it's pretty obviously going to go to The Great Comet and Sam Pinkleton. I think there's some great choreography, um, especially in the Balaga number. For I th- There's a lot of good, solid dancers there. Um, a little bit of innovation because uh, the audience is dispersed among the cast. Mm-hmm. And I mean, dancers got to watch out that it would be beat of people. Yeah. So, uh, it's a trivial thing, but I'm going to go with Sam Pinkleton for uh, The Great Comet. Roberta? Well, I I wish that it was going to be Come From Away, but there's a there's actually, you know, from the clips that I've seen, um, some of it is, or the, there's some fine, out, outstanding parts to the choreography, but I really think that it's going to go to um, Holiday Inn, because okay. it's a dance-heavy show. It is what it it carries what everybody likes about dance about the tap numbers about the you it's know, a the very traditional yes it is and I think that it's a, appeals to it has a broader appeal yeah and so I'm looking at that as being the um, winner okay so again we're split uh, Roberta's going with Holiday Inn I'm going with the Great Comet and now we come up to best direction of a musical uh, Christopher Ashley for Come From Away Rachel Kavkin Chavkin for The Great Comet, Michael Grief for Dear Evan Hansen, Matthew Warkus for Groundhog Day, and Jerry Zachs for Hello, Dolly. Um, this is tough for me because I think it can go either two ways. Michael Grief uh, coming back, probably going to win it for Dear Evan Hansen, or Jerry Zachs honoring the Broadway veteran, but I think I'm going to go with uh, Michael Grief for Dear Evan Hansen. Um... I always feel like good directors know how to bring out uh, performances of people, especially Broadway uh, newbies. Mm-hmm. And um, everyone is ranting and raving about Ben Platt in Dear Evan Hansen, and I feel that Michael Grief definitely had a hand in that. Not to say Ben, Platt's, ben Platt isn't um, talented in himself, mm-hmm. 
but I feel that Michael Grief definitely had a chance to craft that. So I'm going to go with uh, Michael Grief for Dear Evan Hansen. Roberta. Actually, it's some of those same reasons is why I'm going for Come From Away. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Because, again, I think it's something that was... Um, It, the co the concept um, was able to be very carefully crafted by the director. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, some of the things that seem to come out with the characters and the, uh, that, that make them not memorable as character names, but as characters and responses and stuff like that. And I feel like he had a big hand in that. So I'm going with um, Christopher Ashley, Come From Away. Okay. And now we're going to go into Best Direction of a Play. Uh, Sam Gold for Doll's House Part D. Uh, I was to say two, so I have to say D. Um, Ruben Santiago Hudson for August Wilson's Jitney. Bartley Shear for Oslo. Daniel Sullivan for Lillian Hillman's The Little Foxes. And Rebecca Teichman for Indecent. Um, I've heard a lot of good things about Indecent, but I think I'm going to go and... Again, I haven't seen the show. This is a silly reason to go for this, but I'm doing it. Uh, Ruben Santiago Hudson for August Wilson's Jitney. Um, hometown hero, August Wilson. Mm -hmm. And Ruben Santiago Hudson was in one of my favorite television shows. And I really just like him. Castle. He was in Castle. Oh, okay. He played the chief for like the first three seasons. And then he was killed. Oh. And I was very sad. Okay. I think that's Ruben Santiago. Um, unless I'm like horribly missing the point. And I might be racist by doing that. Uh, <laughs> but, Roberta, who are you going to pick? Okay. Um, I'm not sure why Jitney suffered with ticket sales the way that it did. And and I'm not... I'm really surprised by that because I think it's one of, of, of uh, August Wilson's cycle. Yeah, he was in Castle. Oh, okay. Okay. Of August Wilson's cycle of plays, um, number one, it's the least performed. Uh -huh. Um and that it, uh, I think this the story. It's something a lot of a lot of people. I'm you know being older than you, kind of remembering the Hill District and and it, it, you know kind of the culture that you know uh -huh. uh, that went on there um, is very identifiable. But I'm not sure why the appeal didn't spread for the play itself. Um, that's not like putting any you know. That that it was anybody's fault. It wasn't. I think, I'm really, actually confused about why it didn't go better than it did. But I am going to um, um, go with Doll's House Part Two. Okay. And I think it was. It's a very intricate play. I think that it made um, one of the comments that I hear a lot from the reviews and stuff is the intimacy of it. Mm -hmm. And you don't get that. You know, without somebody at the helm that knows how to pare it down and knows how to craft a scene. And, of course, they had fabulous actors with that. So um, I think that director made, you know, really good uh, decisions with them, Sam Gold. So that's my choice. Okay, so Roberta's taking Sam Gold for Doll's House Part 2. I'm taking Ruben Santiago Hudson for August Wilson's Journey. And I'm taking Roberta's pen once mm -hmm. again. So you now think I'd have another one in this I know. house. You don't. No, it's I'm somewhere. Yeah. So now we're going to go with best lighting design for a musical. Uh, Howard Bidley for Come From Away. 
Natasha Katz for Hello Dolly, Bradley King for The Great Comet, and Jaffe Weidman uh, for Dear Evan Hansen. I'm going to go based on what I've seen. Great Comet, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Are you doing that as well? I'm in total agreement with All that. All right. So we agree for the first time in today's episode. Uh, yeah, if you notice, we're rolling through these quickly because we have a lot to talk about. And, uh, frankly... That's fine with me. Yeah, it's fine with me. Fine with Roberta. And we want to get to the good stuff. You know, I think you know what two two categories we're saving for the end. Yeah. So, um, lighting design of a play, we're going to go with uh, Christopher Ackerland for Indecent, Jane Cox for August Wilson's Jitney... Donald Holder for Oslo, and Jennifer Tipton for Doll's House 2. Roberta, I'm going to go to you first. Okay, um, just based on the clips that I've seen, again, I'm going to go with Doll's House 2. You know what, I'm going to agree with you on that. Um, The clips I've seen looked beautiful. Yeah, Yeah. they were very, very beautiful. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, best costume design. Uh, Linda Cho, Anastasia, Santo Lacosto, or Lacosto, um, oh no, there is a U after that Q, so it does have a Q sound. Um, Laquasto for uh, Hello Dolly, Paloma Young for The Great Comet, and Christopher Zuber for Warpaint. Again, it's going to be The Great Comet. I think the costumes in that are fantastic. They made Josh Groban fat. Um, <laughs> convincingly fat, too. But I think that's that's going to go who that's... That's who that's going to go to, is what I want to say. But my brain will not let me. <laughs> Roberta. I am going to um, just pair off a little bit here and say I think that people, they're going to give a really big nod to Dolly because, uh, you know, it's iconic. Mm -hmm. Um, The costumes really are gorgeous. They are, yeah. And very, very detailed. And it's, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to be the... the, um, the costume mistress or master with that show. Yeah. That's just, too, you know, that's that's a huge, huge job keeping that going. But I think, again, it's going to go back to, you know, this is going to be like basics, that this is this is Broadway musical. Okay, so you think and that they're, they're going to go for the, tr- the, the nod for the traditionalism yes, yes. with your Hello Dollies, your... Yes. Um, that's really like the only... Well, Anastasia, this costumes costuming is really glorious in that, but everything it closed so quickly yes, because yeah. they didn't get enough Tony noms. Same thing with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, although I heard that had major problems. They did a lot mm-hmm. of rewriting yeah. uh, when it transferred from London, and I heard it was there was a dream ballet with a dead father. That's all I'm gonna mm-hmm. say. Uh, so you're taking uh, Hello Dolly. I'm taking Natasha Pierre and the okay. Great Comet. Um, now we have costume design for a play. Uh, Jane Greenwood for Lillian Hellman's The Little Foxes, Susan Hilferty for Present Laughter, Tony Leslie James for August Wilson's Jotney, Jitney, excuse me, and David Zinn for Doll's House 2. Um, based on what I've seen, I'm actually going to go with Present Laughter. Oh my god, me too! Yay! <laughs> um, the clips in that, the costumes look fantastic. I'm going to have to, ooh, there's a I'm thing. sorry. Oh, you're fine. It's just, listeners, if you're wondering what we're talking about, the sound recording... Uh, we have the wave up, and there's just a good three seconds of just pure black from us celebrating <laughs> agreeing. Um, I think it looks beautiful, um, and who doesn't love Kenneth... Kenneth uh, Klein. Yeah, Ken, Kevin Klein. Not Kevin Ken, Klein. Kevin Klein but in a smoking jacket. It really is probably the best period 
yes. costuming is what I think. I think a little the stuff I've seen from little foxes, I think is very period and stuff like that. But there's actually, I actually saw some costumes where I was like, mm, I hope they look better farther away, because they really look kind of cheap. Yeah. Uh, and, and that shouldn't be the case in that particular play, but I just thought everything was spot on that I saw from Present Laughter, so cool. Okay. Excuse me. Again, pizza. Now we have, uh, Best Scenic Design of a Musical, Rob Howell, Groundhog Day, uh, David Corrin's War Paint, Mimi Lean for The Great Comet, and Santa LaCuasso. For Hello Dolly, and if you are listening, he also did the costume design for that musical mm. as well. So I'm gonna go with, um, you know, I I've been heaping a lot of praise onto the Great Comet, but scenic design I don't think is one of them, because from what I've seen with the set, it's just the set. There's really no, they don't fly anything right, in. Right. There's no backdrop, and I understand that. I appreciate that. But I don't think that scenic design, unless you're talking about all the low intricate props they have. So I'm going to go with Hello Dolly. I think that is beautiful to look at. And I think it is a classic musical to have um, excellent scenic design on Roberta. Um, I agree with you that it's probably going to be Dolly. Okay. But my wish list would be Jitney. Okay. Because well, we're talking about musical right now, sweetie. Oh, I'm sorry. You're fine. I'm sorry. Duh. Okay. Um, you know, I War Paint is the one that does not have hardly anything out there about it. I know, except that it's got Lapone and Ebersol. Yeah, but I mean, as far as like clips and and where you can actually see the set, yeah. and stuff like that. It, you know, I I could be totally wrong uh, on that, but it just didn't give you know give us much to go on. Um, yeah, I'm going to agree with you on Hello, Dolly. I, again, it's a little, it's more traditional. I think that it's, um, I, one thing that, that I did notice about it was some of the longer, the, the pan scenes mm -hmm. uh, against, uh, uh, along the stage is that there's no, there's nothing that looks like it's just a painted flat. Yeah. Everything is very detailed. Yeah. Very detailed. And I and think the, for... The furniture is beautiful. And I think for a lot of these old period musicals, you need that detail yeah. to make it pop, to make it look different from the other 30,000 productions that have existed and the 10,000 productions that we've yeah. seen. Yeah. Um, so I think detail for period musicals are... Better. So now we're going to go to best scenic design for of a play. Uh, David Gallo for August Wilson's Jitney, which I think Roberta's going to choose. Yeah. Um, Nigel Hook for the play that goes wrong, which I've heard amazing things about, and I'm surprised this is the only I think the only nomination it has. Um, Douglas W. Schmidt for the front page, and Michael Jurgen for Oslo. I'm going to agree with Roberta and go Jitney. I think it looks beautiful, beautiful, and frankly, I mean. And period. Exactly. And, and period, detailed, that's what I like in my period yeah. plays. The, the one thing I, I will say, though, about the play that goes wrong is that had to be one of the most intricate, intricate sets. Oh, God, yeah. To design. And, you know, maybe, I, I mean, I can certainly understand a, why they would give it to a, them. Yeah. Know, a nomination or even a, a win on that because that that isn't just a set. The set is actually a character. 
everything is a character in that yeah. show. The sets, the props, yeah. The, yeah. the furniture. I really want to hear that show. <laughs> that and uh, Complete Shakespeare Abridged are on like, my bucket list. Excuse me. You're fine. Um, speaking of which, remind me to talk to you off mic about something that happened on Twitter. Okay. Um, with me and a member of the Redu Shakespeare Company. Okay. Yeah. So um, we're both picking Jitney for best scenic design of a play. Now we get into the performance stuff, which I always enjoy. Um, best performance of an actress in a featured role in a musical. Kate Baldwin for Hello, Dolly, I believe for Irene Malloy. Uh, Stephanie J. Block for Falsettos, I believe for Trina. Uh, Jean Kalilia for Come From Away, I don't know why, or don't know who. Rachel Bay Jones for Dear Evan Hansen. And Mary Beth Peel for Anastasia. And I need to look that up, because if that's who I think it is, then I'm going to give that to her just for one... Okay, no, it's not. Um... <laughs> I'm going to go with Stephanie J. Block. I've heard amazing things about Falsettos when it was running. I can't wait for the PBS production to air. Um, or the great, per great performances. Yeah, uh, perform great, yeah, yeah you know gonna, what I'm talking about. Yeah, they're you know what I'm talking about too, listener. So I'm going to go with Stephanie J. Block um, for that. And Roberta, who are you going to pick? Well, I think she's probably the one that's going to win it. Um, I think... Kate, the stuff I saw from Kate Baldwin for Hello, Dolly, mm -hmm. um, I think that, that that's such an underwritten role. It, yeah. And a I lot, think she did so much with it. A lot of the woman role. Every woman yeah. role except Dolly in that show was underwritten yeah. and underdeveloped. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, but I think she pulled a lot of stuff that wasn't on the paper and uh, really made it her own. So I'd like to see her win it. Okay, so we're going to go with Kate Baldwin for Hello, Dolly. Yes. And now we have Best Performance by an Actor in a Featured Role in a Musical. Uh, my personal favorite man on earth, Gavin Creel for Hello, Dolly. Michael Fast for Dear Evan Hansen. My other personal favorite, Andrew Reynolds for Falsettos. Lucas Steele for The Great Comet. And Brendan Uranowitz for Falsettos. Um, I'm going to go with Andrew Reynolds for Falsettos. Um, I think he brought a lot of stuff to it. And um, his choices, I feel, you can even hear them in the cast recording. He makes a lot of interesting little nuances with the way he chooses his words. And I think it's fantastic. Are you picking him? I am actually <gasps> picking Andrew as well. We agree yet again. That's, I think, the fourth time that's happened. <laughs> yeah, one, two, three, four. All right. Uh, do you want to expand on your pick? Uh, really, I think that, that he brought some really beautiful tone to to wizard and the, and the um he has matured so much since book of mormon <laughs> since book of mormon since you know before since girls you know which i hope you know had a lot to do with him you know maturing because there needs to be some you know something needs, good to come, come out of that yeah <laughs> although it, sidebar to this, I think the good thing to come out of Girls was Allison Williams in Get Out. Have you seen that yet? No, but it is I a, didn't realize she was in it. She's in it. She plays the girlfriend. She does some amazing work with it. I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. Um, I think that's the only good thing to come out of Girls. Besides yeah. maybe more people knowing Andrew Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. The fact that he got the exposure. that, that But he was on The show. New Normal, too. 
So, I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, I just, but I think that he has really matured and it is showing in such a beautiful, heartfelt way. Yeah. In falsettos. Okay. So I'm I'm happy with that choice. Okay. So now we have best performance by an actress in a featured role in a play. Joanna Day for Sweat. Jane Houndyshell, uh, last year's winner. Yes. For Doll's House Part 2. Cynthia freaking Nixon, who is perfect in everything she does for Lillian Hellman's The Little Foxes. Roberta just threw up in her mouth. I'm going to Gondola Rashad for A Doll's House Part 2. And Michelle Wilson for Sweat. I think you know from my little outburst who I'm going to pick, and that is Cynthia yeah. Nixon. Roberta, who are you going to Who are you going to pick? And who am I going to be uh, laughing at you when Cynthia Nixon wins tonight? Well, if you need to have, you know, that personal validation, <laughs> that's fine. But I'm... I'm I, Jane isn't going to do it again. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, it's very rare for And I happen. did have an opportunity to see her in the, um, the Amer Americans? The, what was the humans? show? The Humans. The humans, I did see her in that and completely agreed with the, you know, the, the win. Yeah. Uh, and I think she's, you know, the, the stuff that I've seen in the reviews uh, for, for her in Doll's House 2 is, you know, fabulous. Um, God. For some reason, they love Cynthia Nixon on Broadway. For some weird reason... I mean, let's go back to wit. Let's go back to, you know. So I'm, as much as I would like it to be a Condola Rashad, who is Alicia Rashad's daughter, I think she just hasn't put her time in yet. Mm -hmm. um, I think she, well, she does I think this is her first nomination. Yeah. And the Tonys do have a history of um, awarding people on their first noms. Yeah, but so. I, I think that she, you know, her her part in that is not the not the breakout. Yeah. Although I think she does, you know, some really solid work in it. But I'm going to go with Cynthia Nixon, even though you hate yourself right now. Um, well, all I can say is that you know she she ranks right up there with Laura Linney for me. <laughs> Do you not like Laura Linney? I yell at her on Masterpiece Theater. Is our friendship over right now? I think it might be. Oh my god! I just, I, whenever she starts talking on Poldark or whatever, I'm like, "Shut up, Laura Linney," uh, which is unfair. Yeah, but I just you uh, listeners, you might be listening to the dissolution of this. Could be the last mm -hmm. episode. Yeah. If you don't like Laura Linney, we may have to reevaluate our friendship. Tell me something. This is something I actually do not know, and I have often wondered. Is she British? I don't know. See? <laughs> and it's not because it's like this like cool chameleon quality about her. It's just like when I see her in, in British movies, mm -hmm. um, I hate her accent. It's like her accent offends me. Like, that's not British. Well, actually. Well, <laughs> actually. Well, yeah. Red Nose Day, actually. And Driving Lessons. Yeah. And, you know, if you if your accent is, like, worse than Rupert Gintz. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. Okay, so there we go. That's that's my rant about Laura Linney. Okay. And okay. I'm sure we'll bring that up again in about four categories. <laughs> um, best performance by an actor in a featured role in a play. Michael Arnoff for Oslo. Danny DeVito for Arthur Miller's The Price. Uh, Nathan Lane for The Front Page, Richard Thomas for Lillian Hellman's The Little Foxes, and John Douglas Thompson for August Wilson's Jitney. Um, 
I'm just going to go with my gut on this. I think it's randomly going to go to Danny DeVito, and I have no clue why. Um, I think the clips I've seen, everyone's doing really good work in this category. Um, I think they're just going to give it to Danny DeVito because it's Danny DeVito. Um, they've given a lot to Nathan Lane already. <laughs> and the man eats a hard-boiled egg on stage. Yeah. I I actually love that monologue. It is a really good monologue. I, I think that that's like... Um, on the, it's like an acting lesson really, yeah. to kind of watch him on that. So I, but I actually do think that it's and what I think justifiably should be um, John Douglas Thompson for Jimmy. Okay. You want to expand and on that? Just that he is, he's like the salt of the earth, and he is so solid. In that, and, and you know, I I know that we throw away the the throw around the word inhabits a role, and you know, I'm, you know, when I'm feeling hoity-toity, I always say something like, "Oh yes, I really just want to inhabit the role." He does. Yeah. He just does, and I'm I believe everything that he says. So that's our we've we've Split dissected yet again. Yes, yeah. Okay. Okay. So now we have best performance by an actor in, actress. Excuse me. In a leading role in a musical, Danae Benton for The Great Comet, Christine Ebersole and Patti LuPone for War Paint, both of them, Bette Midler for Hello Dolly, and Ava Noblezada for Miss Saigon. As much as the Tony voters want to give it to Bette Midler, as much as they want to give it to Patti LuPone or Christine Ebersole, I think it is Benton's to lose. Mm -hmm. I've heard so many good things. I've fallen in love with her for the clips I've seen. I think it's hers to lose, so I think they're going to give it to her. I think the votes are going to be split. And I, Are we going to have a La La Land <laughs> slash Moonlight moment? What's yeah, and then a wrong announcement. <laughs> Let's put that in there. Uh, no, I, I think it's going to split the votes that Patty Lapone and Ebersole yeah. are going to split the votes, and I think that's why she met that... Um, Christine, uh, not Christine, um, Danae Benton, Benton uh, will end up with it. Um, I'm kind of hoping it solidifies that way. Yeah. Uh, all You can't fault any of them. You can't fault a single one of them. I know. You know, how, uh, Bette Midler is, she's just kind of the queen of the stage whenever she's, there's so many, yeah. but she's Bette Midler. She's, she's always Bette, Bette fucking Midler. Yeah. yeah. And that's a good thing and a not so good thing. Yeah. You're not thinking, oh, there's Dolly, uh, D Dolly Levi. You're thinking, oh, right. there's Bette Midler and Dolly Drag. But then again, it was never written to be that way. It was yeah. written for an Ethel Merman. It was written for... Carol Chan. Right. It was written for... How about Sunday Claus when you <laughs> built down and out? Oh, my God. God, that was a horrible Carol Channing. I'm sorry. The best Carol Channing impersonation is done by Ryan Stiles. Oh, yes. Uh, whose Who's line, line is it anyway? Yeah. But, yeah, I think, um, you know, I to be perfectly honest, I think Midler might end up with it because she doesn't come out that much. Yeah. You know, and uh, did she win for um, Gypsy? I don't think. I know she was nominated. Let's but, find out. But uh, I, don't, I can't remember if she won for Gypsy. I'm just saying that they might give it to her if she didn't win for Gypsy. Let's find out. Uh, talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> I thought Gypsy was a television film, not the... She won the Golden Globe, not the Tony, because it was on TV. 
Oh, it was only TV. It was only TV. Oh, I thought she she was. Was it Tyne Daly that was in on Broadway? No, Tyne was in the movie too. No. Yeah, no, I maybe. There's too many Mama Roses. <laughs> there really is only one, and that's Rosalind Russell. So I don't really want to talk about that. <laughs> I'm. Um. Yeah, let's talk about. Something else because we're gonna have to have words. Okay. All right. Yeah. No. Tyne Daly was in the '89 revival. Okay. Um. Let's see. Yeah. Oh, Linda Lavin playing Rose. Okay. <laughs> let's okay. continue. So you're picking. We're both picking today, Benton. Yeah. Okay. Now, best performance by an actor in a leading role in a musical. Uh, hometown boy. Christian Morrill for Falsettos, um, Josh Groban for The Great Comet, Andy Carl for Groundhog Day, David I. Pierce for Hello Dolly, and Ben Platt for Dear Evan Hansen. I'm going to borrow your pen real quick. Um, it, it, it hurts me to say this. It's going to go to Ben Platt, but I want it to go to Andy Carl so goddamn bad. The man tore his ACL three days before opening and was on stage. <laughs> He needs a friggin' Tony. He does everything so well. The small roles, like Legally Blonde, to, you know, leading a show like this, like Rocky. Just give the man a Tony. <laughs> I mean, just give it to him. His. It's his. It's not Ben Platt. I mean, Ben Platt is wonderful. La di da. He's in Pitch Perfect. He's wonderful in that. He cries a lot, dear Evan Hansen, and he's on the spectrum, and it's wonderful and brilliant. But give it to Andy Carl. I just want Andy Carl to have a Tony. How hard is that? Okay. Man. Okay. So I'm picking Ben Platt. Well, Roberta, who are you gonna pick? I'm. I'm really torn between Christian Borel and uh, Josh Groban. And Josh Groban, I I don't know that this has any, that this, you know, kind of gives him any kind of edge. But he nursed this along, the, the Great Comet. Yeah. You know, he saw it off-Broadway. He kind of took it under his wing. He found the financing. He, you know, he pushed this show along to become kind of the spectacular that it is. Yeah. And, um... He is one of the, f again, I don't light me on fire for this, but he's one of the few performers on Broadway who actually is a legitimate vocalist. I'm talking about men. That is a legitimate vocalist. Um, he may not have, like, the, the triple threat, you know, that a Christian Borle does, you know, but... Uh, he, he is, he's a wonderful, wonderful vocalist and I, and he's got staying power. And I think, you know, if this show ran for 10 years, he would, he would be at every, you know, nearly every performance. I yeah. Think this guy could carry it because he's got the, he's got the chops to do it. Um, but falsettos, Christian, I, I'm not a big fan of that character. So it's but I don't, Christian, I don't think you're designed to be a big fan right, of that character. Right, but Christian Borle. I, you know, he, he is that triple threat, singing, yeah. dancing, acting, and he's really just, 
I think, super good at all of it. <laughs> yeah, except he was in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And that might be... Do you think it might be a mark against him? I think it might be a mark against him this season, because from what I've heard and from what I've, like, I've tried to find clips of it online, it was horrible. Like, they had it, you know, in the movie. Mm-hmm. They, you, you have the candy shop owner, Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. For all of that one, it's Christian Borle. Same thing. Like, I, I, I get it. So, you know, oh, we see what you're doing, but don't do it for the whole act. Yeah. Like, once and then switch it out to someone else, like his swing or somebody. But. Well, you know my opinion of mu musicals and plays, musicals that are done off of a I, movie. I know. So. You know, I, know. I, I think that one was kind of like get there's a doom yeah. on that one anyway. But I, I think it's going to be Josh Groban. Okay. I think that, that they may award him for everything that he did to make this happen. And it's a very unique theater it experience. It is. Yeah. Um, so this is the category. This next category is the one I've been dying to discuss. Okay. Because it is stacked. Yeah. Stacked. Um, best performance by an actress in a leading role in a play. Kate Blanchett, The Present. Jennifer Ellie, or Eel, Oslo. Sally Field, The Glass Menagerie. Laura Linney, Lillian Hillman's The Little Foxes. And Laurie Metcalf, uh, Doll's House Part 2. Let me say that again. Kate Blanchett, Sally Field, Laura Linney, Laurie Metcalf in one category. It is insane how much talent there is mm -hmm. in those five names. Not to discount Jennifer Ale, um, who was fantastic. Um, Roberta and I were talking before we started recording about Lori Metcalf in a series that's on Hulu that Lily or Lily that uh, Louis C.K. did uh, with all his money, Horace and Pete's. Yeah, it's also on YouTube. It's also on YouTube, correct? Um, and uh, what episode? Episode four. I think it's three or four. Three or four. She plays his ex-wife. Uh, Louis C.K.'s ex-wife. Visits him, and they're friendly. They have a discussion. She has what, a 15, 20-minute monologue yeah. about how she has been seduced by her mind and then is deciding whether or not, or has she had an affair at that point? She has, it's kind it's, of like imaginary. I it's think. imaginary with her uh, father-in-law. And, oh my God, it is fucking brilliant. Like, you can't, you're forced to watch her because Louis C.K. just has her in a one shot. Yeah. But you still can't take your eyes away from her. Yeah. It is just... She draws you in, and she's all the desperation, the want, the disgust at herself, the guilt, the... Oh, it's so good. Um, so, yeah, Lori Metcalf. Uh -huh. I'm, um... Just, I'm not even talking about the show, just... Adal's yeah, she's too. She's just amazing, and it, it needs to go to her. Roberta? Well... I, I I think that Laurie Metcalf suffers from what has happened a lot to people that have come up the way she has. They don't know quite what what to do with her. Mm -hmm. 
uh, and we, we touched on that a little bit earlier. I think that she is very masterful. It is obvious that her that her background is in theater, that her that her heart and soul are in, uh, is in theater. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, starting with Steppenwolf and being one of the original you know founders of that. And oh, I think it's yeah. shown in her work over and over and over again, but they don't know what to do with her. She's not going to pull a star power. Oh, I hate to say it. She's not going to be the star like a Laura Linney is. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, the star that it has aged so beautifully like Sally Field. Um, I often have wondered what she would be like in a play. I, I Who, Sally Field? Sally Field. I would have loved to have seen her. In this and and see her on on Broadway. I mean, I had the great fortune to see Cherry Jones in *The Glass Menagerie*, the last revival. <clears throat> but um, and there isn't anything like that. Uh, but I'm sure that Sally Field was is very you know accomplished. It's just a very different quality that she has. Um, <clears throat> but I think that you know ultimately the for me the. The wind should go to Laurie Metcalf, but I feel like it's going it's going to go to um to Laura Linney. Okay. Only because she is strong. I don't like her, but you don't have to like her in yeah. Little Foxes. <laughs> she's strong. Yeah. She's, she's invincible. A, yeah. What's she, what the Regina she's a woman. is her name? Regina? Regina, I believe. Regina. Yeah. I like to, I just like to say Regina. <laughs> Um, sidebar on Sally Field if you haven't watched it uh, YouTube listener check out Hello My Name is Doris yes oh her and Time Daily oh it's fantastic cute as heck cute as heck uh, about a woman um, suffering from mental illness Um, no she's a hoarder well she's a hoarder (laughs) who falls in love with Max Greenfield that's punishment and love I think that that's you know what else are you going to do with him? It's not like he's smart. So. <laughs> well, if you're Ryan Murphy, you're gonna. If you're Ryan Murphy, you're gonna have a demon fuck him in the ass and then have, uh, what's her name? Love him. Oh, in the horror story hotel. It was in hotel. Yeah. You know what? I didn't haven't seen all that. Oh, sorry. It's, it's like sorry. a first or second sorry. episode. Uh, what's her name? I'm blanking on her name. The one Ryan Murphy shoves down our throats every season. Yeah, I don't know. Sarah Paulson. Oh, I don't know how I can forget Sarah Paulson, but I forgot Sarah Paulson. Uh, we got seven left. Let's go get through these. Uh, best performance by an actor in a leading role in a play. Dennis Arndt for Heisenberg. Chris Cooper for Adult House Part 2. Corey Hawkins for Six Degrees of Separation. Kevin Klein for Present Laughter. And Jefferson Mays for Oslo. I think, and this is just me, I think it's going to go to Jefferson Mays. Because they didn't give him to Tony when he was in A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. I think this is going to rectify that, so I think it's going to go for Jefferson Mays. Roberta? Chris Cooper. Chris Cooper. Period. End of sentence. <laughs> I'll mark your thing. I mean, Chris Cooper is fantastic. I mean, and He's never not been. I mean, even in the Muppet movie. I know! Maniacal laugh. <laughs> okay. Um, best revival: Falsettos, Hello Dolly, Miss Saigon. I wanted to get. I want to give it to Miss Saigon because I think it's the first time in Broadway history that it's been a majority um, 
ethnically correct cast. Um, but it's going to go to Hello Dolly or Falsettos. I think it's it's split. There's two scenarios in my mind. Either Hello Dolly and Falsettos split the vote and it goes to Miss Saigon. Or it goes to Falsettos. So I think as much as I love Hello Dolly, it is one of my favorite musicals. It's just so... It's just an old show. And I think that Falsettos was just brilliant with everything I've seen. So I'm going to give it to Falsettos. I am I'm agreeing with you on Falsettos. Okay. Do we need to discuss that more or no? No, I think other than just to say that it is uh, a relevant and um, personal, intimate show. Yeah. That I think, you know, it's great to watch a big, grand, you know, production. And we need those. And that was the mainstay of Broadway for so many years. Yeah. But, it, but Broadway... Has changed. They evolved yeah. to this, you know, it's, you know, it's like, that's why you like independent films, you know, because some of the formula is taken out. Yeah. And also, I think the staging of uh, falsettos is freaking amazing. Oh, yeah. And, and becomes as much a, a part of the characters as, as anything else in it. So I think it, it pulls people in. Um, but it's not, you know, it's not a grand display. But I think it's more, more uh, identifiable mm -hmm. personally. People personally connect with it, so that's why I think. Okay, now we're going to do best revival of play. We have August Wilson's Jitney, Lillian Hellman's The Little Foxes, Present Laughter, and Six Degrees of Separation. I'm just, I'm going to give it to Jitney. I love August Wilson. I think his Seven Play Cycle is brilliant, and I think let the man have a Tony. Well, that would be awesome. I know. And I would agree with you, but I think it's going to go to present laughter. Why? Well, I think that they got it all right all at one time. Mm -hmm. They have the right leading man. They have the right production quality. Yeah. They have the, I mean, the costuming, the, you know, everything is, uh, to my mind, just again, all of this is our opinion, people. Exactly. Uh, th that it put, you know, it put that, that cast of characters, that story in that period, and it's very authentic. Correct. All right, now we're going to go um, to Best Original Score, and what we're going to do, I'm going to announce the nominees. You're going to hear a clip from them, and then we're going to discuss. So the first is Come From Away, music and lyrics by Irene Sankoff and David Hine. to the rack if you come from away. You probably understand about a half of what we say. They say no man's an island, but an island makes a man. Next, you just heard Come From Away. Next is Dear Evan Hansen, music and lyrics by Benji Pasnick and Justin Paul. Does anybody have a map? Anybody maybe happen to know how the hell to do this? I don't know if you can tell, but this is me just pretending to know. So where's the map? I need a clue. Because the scary truth is I'm flying blind. And I'm making this up as I go. Welcome back. You've just heard the second nominee for Best Original Score, Dear Evan Hansen. Now we're going to go into Groundhog Day, the musical. Music and lyrics by Tim Minchin. If I had my time again, I would do it all the same. They say, but that's insane. Wouldn't you want to make a couple of changes? Regrets, I'd not even have a few. If I could do the same that you 
Welcome back, and now we're going to go into Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812, Music and Lyrics by Dave Malloy. So those are the four nominees for Best Original Score. Um, I, I'm i torn. I think it's going to go to Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812. I really want Groundhog Day to win something. <laughs> because it should not work as a musical. But what Minchin does and what the script does um, by Danny Rubin is fantastic. But I think it's going to go to Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet. Roberta? Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, because the... It's an overall experience. Exactly. Uh, and the, like we said about the orchestration, everything kind of works musically to to move that whole production forward. So mm -hmm. I, th I think that, yeah, I think that that's... And the mu really, the music is quite beautiful. Yeah. So you can't take... You can't really deduct any points there. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, and I, I wish... There, there are, to my mind, there are several weaker musical pieces in um, Come From Away, mm -hmm. which I wish they weren't. I wish they were strong. It's such a good it's, story. Yes, excellent story. Which we'll get to when we talk about yeah. the book. Okay. Okay. So I'm so going with you. You're, you're going with me? All right. So now we come to Best Book of a Musical, Come From Away, Irene Sankoff and David Hyde. Dear Evan Hansen, Stephen Levinson, Groundhog Day, the musical, Danny Rubin, and The Great Comet, again, Dave Molloy. Um, I will say, I think this is like one of the first years in recent memory where best musical, best book, and best original score are all the same four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, usually there's like one random one that goes in there. Like a couple years ago, it was title of a show. Um, but this year, it's all the same four. I think book is going to go to Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know I'm going to get a lot of hate. I don't like it. As much as I try to like it, as much as I force myself to listen to the cast recording and like re... I just can't get into it. I think it's... I think it's passable. I'm not passable. I think it's good. I don't think it's the great juggernaut that everyone is making it out to be. But let's look at this. Just I'm just going to make a suggestion. Yeah, look fine. at it as the book. Point taken. That the that 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 the book and the subject matter mm -hmm. and the you know c configuration of it to tell this particular story is very specific. It's actually pretty narrow. I don't think there's a lot of ways you can do it that it's going to have like a broader appeal, and I think that they've achieved yeah. that. So you're agreeing with me it's going to go to your I, I do, and it's only because I finally, finally read The Case of the Dog in the Night. <laughs> sure, sure. And I, that's one of the marks against it. I feel that it's a little bit derivative of that. Yeah, yeah, but it's also a way to make that 
story a musical. True. True. So not that it's based on that, but right, right, right. Uh, but somewhat on yes, the spectrum. Yes. Okay. Now we come to the big two, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, uh, do you want to do best play then, best musical? Sure. All right, best play: A Doll's House Part Two, Indecent, Oslo, and Sweat. Um, I've been awarding it my vote left and right. I think it's going to go to A Doll's House Part Two. Um, I think it's really it came out in a really interesting year, um, culture-wise. So I think it's going to go to that. Roberta. Well, I don't. I I'm a I'm a little. I don't think it's going to go to sweat because even though this playwright had a, you know, she won a Pulitzer for yeah. the previous show that she wrote that that was produced. It was um. It was not. It was a little weaker, and it didn't it didn't pan out when they when they produced yeah, it. Yeah, I think that was. Um, I forget who I, did it. I, I, I think I Time Out. Name. I think Time Out put a list of like fake Tony Awards nominations oh. out, and one of them was was best uh, play by a female Pulitzer Prize winner, um, or best or quote unquote new work or yeah. new playwright who's actually a Pulitzer Prize winning female author who's been uh, producing works for years now. Seriously, what took you so long? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't think that that she moved. Forward so much as the, I mean the play itself. I think it still is problematic. I've read the synopsis and I've read, you know, I've read reviews and and uh, you know some pages of it. And there's an there's a dialogue for me. There's a dialogue issue. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't think it's that. I um, I actually think that it's going to be indecent. Okay. And that, I feel, that is a very important story, again, in this year and climate, mm -hmm. to tell. Um, and I think that I would be happy if either of those two won. Yeah. So now the big one, the one Barbara Streisand awarded last year. That went to Hamilton, to no one's surprise. <laughs> um, best musical. Again, Come From Away, Dear Evan Hansen, Groundhog Day, and Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna say who I want it to go to, mm -hmm. who it should go to, and who it will go to. I want it to go to Groundhog Day <laughs> or Come From Away. Yeah. It should go to Come From Away or The Great Comet. It's gonna go to Dear Evan Hansen. Okay. Because I think that what? No, go ahead. No, I again I think that. It has enough momentum behind it, and I'm not saying it's a bad show. I'm just saying it's not for me. Yeah. Um, personally, I can def I see the merits of it. I can definitely. Ben Platt is good and brilliant on the cast recording. The songs are good, some of them in my mind. But again, it's just not for me. Mm -hmm. So, as much as I. I'm trying to say phrases where people won't hate me, because <laughs> the show has a lot, a lot of uh, huge following. It's almost to the point of Hamilton. Yeah. But I think it's going to go to Dear Evan Hansen as much as it pains me to say. Well, I agree that Come From Away is who I wish would get it, mm -hmm. um, but I it's going to be great comment. And you know, again, it's that 
it's that uh, lineup of production quality of, of the vocals, mm -hmm. of the orchestration, of the set, of the, you know, every th design about it, the fact that they just completely revamped a theater to be able to accommodate Yeah, it's a, you're at pretty much a Russian opera for the yeah, evening. Yeah, and it is just, you know, it's incredibly well done, and and I think it, you know, deserves it. So, okay, you know. And, okay, so this has been like 45 minutes of us just saying our opinions, and it's not... You know, th that kind of thing isn't for everybody yeah, exactly. <laughs> to listen to our opinions. But it really does come from two people who really love theater and yes. who feel very strongly about the value of it and that it needs to continue on and it needs to continue to grow and evolve and be and, and maintain its relevancy in these times. And to bring, you know, understanding to people on all sides of issues. It has the power to do that. We don't have that power anymore. We don't have it in, in our, you know, in our, in our news cycles. We don't have it with the people that are supposedly our leaders, you know, that we have faith, that we have faith in or don't have faith in. There's, there's no, um, it's, it's like we don't have to be civil to each other anymore. There's just so much of that out there. And in theater, there's the only rule is to lift up. Yes. The only rule of theater is to, you know, bring out humanity. And and it does it. It continues to do it. And it will continue. And it to will do continue it. to yeah. do it. It's that's what it's designed to be. And it does carry its weight that way. So again, it's two people that love theater, that believe in theater, that want to bring theater want to go to theater <laughs> yes. that was an impassioned plea for civility when you're discussing how wrong we are yes 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 uh, and i'm going to weep a little bit right oh now. don't weep. It's okay. <laughs> uh that being said please let us know what you think of our picks um civilly uh on facebook <laughs> um we're on facebook we're on twitter at, at theater and at uh i'm on twitter at at caesar c-e-a-s-a-r-209 Roberta is at Hans Roberta, although she apparently forgets how to Twitter. Yeah. So I may have to teach her how to do that. Um, as always, we are... Should I just do the outro right now? Sure. All right. Uh, as always, we are produced by Cypher I Media. We are executive produced by Stephen Croner and ex co-executive produced by Robert Hans and myself, Andrew Wolf. Uh, we have been edited, recorded by Stephen Croner. And as always, we say it every week, yeah. every episode. I can't say every week now. Um, good night. And good, good theater. theater.